Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are discussing the topic of discipline and corrective actions for employees that disappoint. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you doing today? I am doing good. It's been a couple weeks. We skipped a week. We did. We skipped a week. Yeah. yeah. Weeks do come fast. And then if you're tied up, then yeah, you, the you know, window of I, opportunity is small to get this done, right? Well, and I, I wonder how many podcasts are out there that actually uh, submit a recording every week. Yeah, I don't know. But still, if we want to, if, and we try, we do. We, we do, do try, yeah. But, but most of the time, it's business. It's business that has us traveling and not able to meet, right? Yeah. Yeah, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, got to earn the paycheck. <laughs> That's right, money first. <laughs> so this week we we thought we would talk about a a subject that is is rather challenging to deal with at times, uh, and that is uh, discipline or corrective actions uh, for the people that, um, for lack of a better word, disappoint. Well, yeah, and, and I you don't have to you don't have to. Um... You know, baby, baby, the the title, right? Okay. We 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 talked about it for people at this point. Yeah, and and yeah, corrective actions. We, we're we're all we're all people trying to get the job done. And when and when you have employees that disappoint management, that means that they've. Uh, and, and I I kind of don't like the word fail, but but in 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 certain tasks they have failed, and and the failure is a disappointment. It's not a it's not a, a, uh, a, let's see, a fault of the person and the character of the person. It's a fault of what I would like to look at first. The okay, process so, and so the, I want to challenge you there for a second. Yeah. I think there are times when it is the person. Well, I mean, the, okay, so the first place I go to is the process, and we can go into it in a little bit detail later. What I was, what I was going to say, if, if we're going to call this, a disappointment of an employee, you can only be disappointed if you have given clear direction as to what that employee was supposed to do. So what you're saying though is is that you've got to check the boxes first. You gotta you've got to make part. sure Yeah, you've got to make sure you do your part on checking to see whether there was a failure in the process, failure in communication, uh failure in instructions, yeah. um yeah. failure in their job description. You know, I think there's a lot of places it could fail, and yeah. so, uh, like I said, I think the you as as a as a leader do have to do your due diligence and make sure you check the boxes and to be sure that you know this is uh, possibly truly an issue that you have to address, or is there a breakdown in something? But on the flip side of this whole conversation, uh, you know, I also think that you know our world has a tendency to to, you know, swing the other way too far sometimes and say, oh, no, it's not the world, you know, it's not your fault. There's something wrong with in the world. Sometimes it is the person's fault. Sometimes they are a little off and they're not doing what they need to be doing. They could be disgruntled. They could be having life issues. They could be having family issues. Um, they They literally could, you know, I had an employee at one point in my career that uh, actually started, uh, 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 the signs of dementia were setting in and actually, 
yeah, actually caused problems at work. You know, so you've got to look for possibly medical reasons why, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody might be having some problems and things like that. So, uh, you know, I think what we've kind of described there is, is the two ends of the spectrum. It's the fact of, you know, looking at what they're doing, looking at, at, you know, their actions, their activities, their processes, their tools, things like that. And then, but then also after you've done that, looking at the employee, talking to the employee. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the two ends of the bookends that we want to kind of cover here uh, because we want to make sure that we we are doing, you know, the first part of the title, which is, you know, a correct, uh, you know, discipline and a true corrective action uh, for the employee. Right. Because the thing is that, that we as leaders need to do is, is, set up people to not fail. So have yes. the have the processes in place, the connections in place, the, res- the resources in place so that they don't fail. So so understanding understanding where the failure and the disappointment comes from is the first step in understanding how to build a corrective action plan to prevent it from happening in the future. Well, and I would like to throw in the fact that as an employer You've got to make sure that you have some level of compassion and understanding to the process. You know, you've got to make sure that, you know, you're trying to work through the work through the problem with the person and not immediately leaping to, you know, you're a problem. You know, you're you know, you've got a lot of issues, um, you know, you need to fix those issues, you know. I think well, there's, it's, it's there's a bigger conversation. Yeah, and, and it's our experiences that really lead us down a path. And and I had an experience with a guy that was in charge of HR. And any time there was an issue that popped up, some kind of issue, the first comments out of his mouth was, okay, we'll fire him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he was in charge of HR, right? <laughs> and, and I was like. Sorry, you're you making me no laugh. Idea. You have no idea what the circumstances are. What what was the the um, the foundation of of work that the person had done, and where and where the failure had happened? So, God, for somebody somebody to to be on one side of of hey hire train and and get people into the organization that will help us, you know, to so quickly come to the conclusion. Oh well, you know, let's let that person go. That's that's just. So, so, uh, unemotionally intelligent. Yeah. So to me, that person has lost all sense of, uh, human, uh, human compassion. You know, the, the fact that, you know, they're not leaping to the hundred of other things that you really need to be discussing with firing being number 101. You know, if you, if you leap from zero to 101, um, you know, maybe that person needs to be looking in the mirror. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, very philosophical there, Mr. Lee. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, very good. You know, that's that, uh, is that that, you know, the old adage of when you point your finger at somebody, you got three fingers pointing, you know, pointing back at pointing you, back you know. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do? I guess I guess the thing is we talk about corrective actions. How do you approach somebody? And, and a couple of, of ideas that I have or or scenarios that I have, well, but before you do that, you got though, a long-term, you got a long-term employee. Well, before you do you that, are you taking this from the approach of focusing on 
the the process and the tool side first or are you focusing or have you already done that due diligence and you're really need needing to work on the person themselves no it's 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 from the process or the tool side first because okay. um you have to talk to that person about and, and they have to know that they disappointed and failed they you know because you have to you have to tell them yes so how do you how do you go about telling them well, you know, you can't, you, well, and, and it's not obvious. It, ha- it has to be, it has to be on purpose, the conversation, you know, the, the, the uh, results and the um, description of what happened. And that person is going to have to explain where things went wrong. So, so having that relationship with the person, as we always say, you know, things, there's, there's, there's processes and items and actions that lead up to an event. Right. So, so you, you need to have that relationship with that person such that when there is a problem and you can ask, you get, you get good straight answers and, and real data in order to work on the corrective action. Well, and I think part of that is making sure that you clearly understand and define what the problem is and make sure yeah. that you both if you can get both of you to agree what the problem is, that's a great starting point. Now, if if you've got an employee that doesn't agree or understand what the problem is, you're starting off a little bit behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've you've got to help them understand that there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and there's certain situations where they may actually go, I don't see where the problem's at. It's with somebody else, or it's <laughs> it's you know over there on that side of the hallway or it's in that cube or actually it's in the room here with me is the real problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Blame the boss. Blame the boss. Which could be, exactly. which, which could be the problem is it right. Could, it could be, you know, so, so that's why, that's why we have these conversations is uh, how, how do we prevent the problem from being us? <laughs> well, I think first we've got to be good leaders. That's a pretty obvious one, but well, you know, but I, I think that I think coming to an understanding of what the problem is, has got to be the first step. You know, you've got to start there and then you've got to start defining, well, why is that a problem? So, you, so like you said, now you're focused on, on the process or, you know, in, in a lot of cases, is a lot of cases, it's, it's another person, you know, you're having a problem with another person. You're having a problem with, you know, how you get your work done. So those, those two things are definitely two different problems, you know, going down the process one. I mean, that one's pretty easy to solve, especially if you're in an environment that is very uh, change agent friendly. You know, if you're if you're in an environment that's good with change, I think that process is that process is is not too much of a problem. The ones that I, you know, get seem to get engaged, engaged in and have some challenge with is when there's a problem with another person. You know, what are your steps from there? Do you pull the two people together? That's, you know, one way I've heard of people doing it. Do you talk to the people individually? You know, uh, do you, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like to start with talking to the people individually, because if, if it is, if the issue is between two people. Right. And, and is, okay, so let's assume, let's assume that the issue is the work, say the work's not getting done on time. Right. And, and this, that's a good one. Person, the person farther down the line says, well, I don't get it when I'm supposed to get it. Well, then, then, you know, you try to go back to the swim lane diagram of, okay, well, 
and the process flow map. Okay, when you when you are here, you get your work done. You know, why are you not getting it out on time? Well, the thing is, you could you could keep backing up to all the inputs, and and if it's legitimate, I guess the, the question is is you have to find out where the legitimate truth is. Right. Um, so so let's just assume that that this person, the first person, is is getting their information complete and on time, and they're just not getting it out in time, and then passing it to the next person where the results are, are, are obvious that the job's not getting done and it's the last person in line. Now, having said that, we all have to realize what the process is and don't just blame that last person in line. Understand that, that you do have to find out if, if there's a, a hiccup somewhere along the, the value chain of that, that product or piece of, of information. Well, and, and, and so, so I think to add on to that is the fact that You've got to make sure that you keep everybody focused on the process mm-hmm. in that particular case. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let emotions run wild uh, because I know, I, you know, in, in prior life, you know, I've, I've had dealt with the tendency to let emotion into the whole process. And, and people are making extreme statements, you know, like, well, they never supply me with this or right. they're never doing this part of their work. Or be specific. Yeah, you got to be specific, and and you really want to start getting your organization to focus on facts. That's another thing that I find out about is is that when when dealing with this kind of stuff, people have a tendency to make extreme statements, and and, and they do they make comments that are based on gut feel, you know, and and a lot of times that's you know that's not correct. What, what did I what did I used to call it? When we worked together, I used to uh, call it lazy speech. Lazy speech. Yes, that's yes. right. Yes. When, when people, and, and I, I have my antenna up for lazy speech. And I don't know, I, I, will, I will say that that is a heightened sense that I have. And it, it triggers me when people generalize in order to get out of a situation. Yes. I, I, and, and people think that I badger them. <laughs> I know that they think that I badger them because I, I try to get to the real issue and the, and the root cause. But uh, when you, when you have people trying to deflect by what other people do, what the weather did and everything like that, um, then, then you're never going to get to the answer. And that right. person isn't going to realize that, that they're accountable for that piece of information, that, that quality of work and that, that their accountability is what they're being paid for. Enjoy a job working on the team. I just don't want to make it all about money, you know, working on the team. Their, their, their part in the supply chain of the product is very important and they, and they have to own it. And then on the flip side, like I, like I, you and I were talking about earlier, senior leadership or the leadership of that person has to understand what are the tools to provide for that person in order to get their part of the supply chain. Well, and, and in, in that particular case, there's a, uh, you know, a previous life person that um, used a word that I hated, but, you know, I actually now have come to um, appreciate the word and that oh, yeah. is specificity. <laughs> you know, you, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> But you really, you really need to be specific 
you know, and, and like you said, not use lazy speech. You need to, you know, understand the, the process, talk in terms of actuality and be specific. You know, when you're trying to point out something, don't, don't use general words. Don't you make general statements. Don't say you all or they never or, you know, things like that. You, you really have to be specific. And in a business environment, you've got, you really should pick your words with appropriate intent. You That's know? very well said. Very well said. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think it's up to the leader to, to hear and, and be, and make sure that they listen eight times more than they speak. Yes. You know, listen. And when, and when they're listening, the times that they do speak are to ask those clarifying questions. And, and I was just thinking that, that the, the why and the how, just three letter words, too easy, three letter words. You know, by asking those questions, and drilling down and making the person think. And then the other, the other part of that is, and unfortunately I've been in too many situations where the story then changes as you did, as you drill down. No doubt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So the story changes. So taking notes and, and not to catch people and not to trip them up or anything like that. You don't, you don't trip up anybody. People would trip up themselves as they try to explain their, and, and now I'm going to use a term that, that I really don't like is excuses. Right. So, so excuses for not getting the work done and excuses for not being accountable for the work that's supposed to be, they're supposed to get done. So, and, and, and we talked about this. What is the corrective action? You know, the, the whole title of this, the corrective action for people at this point. So making sure the person understands that you're disappointed and that you want to get down to the root cause so that you can help them prevent the issue from happening again. And like you said, and maybe I'm trying to recap in the middle of our discussion here. No, no, like you're you good. Said, they need to be, they need to be on board with what they are supposed to do correct in order to, you know, have the process work the way it's supposed to work. Well, so somehow so, you've got to get to that, to that conversation of what do they need to do to get better? And a lot of times, a lot of people will, again, deflect saying, well, it's not me that's got to get better. It's this person over here that's got to get better. no. What do you need to be doing as a person involved in the process to get better? And then we'll have a conversation with the other person and do the same thing. But you have to focus on you. You can't worry about the other person. So how do you convince that person that, hey, let's focus on you first. Make sure you understand that you're a part of the process, which is a, a neat way of saying you're a part of the problem. That needs to be fixed, <laughs> yeah. you know, because yeah, that's really what you're saying. That. That's really what you're saying is that you are part of a problem that is not working for us. How can you do your part to make this problem go away? Right, and and you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So yeah, you're part of the problem. Getting rid of you will get rid of the problem. That's not the case. No, if it is a process issue, it doesn't matter who's who's in the in the line. Um, if the process is broken, then then whoever's doing it will will not be successful. Well, not even one, say one I would even say that even if it's a, a a personnel issue, you still shouldn't default to getting rid of the person. That should never be the default answer. Not right off. The no, it should not. Um, one tool that I like to use is is the question. So help me understand. 
I guess it's more of a statement than a question. So help me understand and then have them speak or, or verbalize the process that they go through to get their job done. Mm -hmm. So if they, if they say what they do in their work in order to generate the product that, that, you know, in this case here, we say, oh, the product disappointed or, or the delivery, the schedule or whatever quality disappointed. If they, if, and if, if their description of what they do in the, in the chain of the supply chain of the product matches with what the uh, process flow diagram says, then, then, you know, you can talk to them about, okay, well, you, you do understand it. And then, and then see where is the gap, do a little gap analysis then on, okay, well then how does the product not be delivered on time or have the certain quality or whatever it is? So if, if they, if they explain their process and it doesn't correlate with the process flow diagram that you understand, then you can stop them there and say, okay, well, how come, you know, the process flow map says that this is the next step or this, this has to get done and I don't see you getting it done. And then they have to try to get them to understand, well, no, I don't do it all the way. Like, you know, sometimes you say, well, I don't do it 100% or I don't do it all at one time. Or And then if, if words like that pop up, then you can get back into the why and then how is it supposed to get done. You know, if they're changing the process flow diagram in their daily work, well, then then you have to look at the process flow diagram and say, okay, well, which is right. We all agree that this process flow diagram is right if you're not following it then I, I want to understand why. Well, and another thing that I think we need to point out through this process, inevitably you're going to talk to people and they're going to get frustrated. They might get angry. Uh, they might feel as though you're, you know, pointing a finger at them and you may or may not be. But I think that as leaders, the role we play in this is ensuring that we keep the peace by staying calm, lit, doing a lot of listening, let them vent if they even need to. Um, and, and, and try to truly understand their plight, you know? Uh, and I think that you'll, you'll kind of bring them down a little bit, you know, off the ledge, so to speak, if you can do some of that. Um, yes. yes. You, you must, as the leader, stay calm mm -hmm. and, and keep your, keep your train of thought consistent and clear. Yep. Because you don't want, you don't want to fumble through what you're trying to get at when, when you're debating, you know, the performance of a person. Right. Yeah. You need to, you need to make sure that you are calm and stay on topic. Cause whether you like it or not, there's still going to be emotions in this and you've got to try to keep those at a little bit of bay if possible, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times when people slide to the emotional side of this kind of stuff, um, things get out of hand and you, well, they can derail, they yeah. can derail. Yes. You know, so I think that, um, you know, when you're going through a, you know, a, a disciplinary scenario where you're trying to correct the way somebody's doing something, um, it, it, whether you like it or not, it can have emotions to it. And, and, and as leaders, we've got to keep that calm. We've got to stick to the facts. We've got to stay on the right path. Uh, we've got to keep reminding them what we're trying to get to. We got to remind them that the, you know, we're, we're a business, we're an organization and we've got to be effective. We've got to be profitable. We've got to be, 
you know, this, that, or the other, and you're a part of that process. So, um, we need your help. You know, if you, you know, lament to, um, actually helping them to understand that they're an important part of the process, that's even better. You know, so I think some of those, well, I think some of those, uh, some of those communication tools can help, uh, diffuse, um, a conversation that can actually go off the rails, uh, depending on how challenging the particular, uh, problem or, or discipline issue or action was, you know, because obviously there's some issues that are very minor, not a big deal. You can talk through them. And then you've got issues that are very emotional. They usually involve multiple people. Uh, they involve, you know, overwhelming processes that are extremely broken, you know, things like that. So you, you got to make sure you understand the severity of the, of the issue. You know, is it something that can easily be fixed and we can move on and you've just got to make sure you do this part of this process and we're all good? Or is it something that has, you know, multiple tentacles to it and, and you've got to, you know, work through several, um, um, quagmires to, you know, get it resolved, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And, and you bring up, you bring up a good point. And what I would like to say here is that those, what are considered small issues, mm-hmm. um, I would, I would say that, that you should be attentive to those and nip them in the bud so that they don't grow into larger issues with many tentacles. Totally. You know what I mean? Not, totally not, agree. Not that, not that, yeah, not that you, you know, you're, you're around, you know, with a, a baton smacking desks and things like that when people step out of line, but, but you have to, I don't know. I, 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 I just like the idea of being in touch and in tune with the, the workings of your group. Yep. So you, you should know when the, the tone or the sound of your group is off. And if the sound is off, you need to get, you need to figure out how to get to the bottom of whatever the issue is that's causing the, the flow, the, the tone, you know, whatever to be, to be not what you expect and not, not what has proven to be a successful action through the supply chain in your group. That right there is an excellent summary. <laughs> so I summarized twice. Yeah, you did. I, don't know. I think, I think, I think I did, I get marks off on my paper. For that. No, I, I do. I do think you summarized it very well there at the end. I think that as leaders, we've got to make sure that we're great word. We're, we're listening to the tone of the environment and, and, or, and, or the cadence. I like, I actually like cadence, cadence. also, ah, cadence. you know, uh, really? if you're listening to the cadence of the group and it falls out of tack, then, you know, there's a, there's a issue there. So you as an engaged leader don't have to wait till it explodes. You know, you yeah. can, you can address it. So, I think I think that um, really at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is good communication. You know, if, if uh, good communication and and not being afraid to communicate. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, I think that uh, this is a good place to stop on this one. This is this is it was actually a a very good topic, and uh, um, I I hope that uh, everyone gets something out of this. Sean, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, we hope that uh, everyone enjoys this, and we will be back with you 
Um, hopefully again next week. I won't say for sure, but we'll, well, yeah, you know, I know. we're kind of hit and miss, you know, just depending on our schedules. But hopefully we'll be back with everybody next week. So we will chat with you all later. Sean, you take care. You too, Les. Yep, bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.